We're speaking to Siti Aisha Hassan Hasri this morning. She is the founder of Spot, which is a community project by Suroptimist International Club of Bataling Jaya. Good morning, Aisha. Hello, hello. Good morning. Bye. You look so comfortable over there. <laughs> I'm on my bed, yes. <laughs> now, uh, today we're going to talk about safe and unsafe touches and how to talk to our children about safe and unsafe touches. Now, first of all, I think we should, um, we should address what constitutes a safe and unsafe touch. Parents, whatever you're doing, please stop and take down these notes. Um, so we use the term um, safe and caring touches and unsafe and harmful touches so that the children will be able to uh, follow up with and, and understand um, the explanation that we are going to give them. So safe and caring touches makes us feel safe, comfortable, and happy. Hmm. So we talk about the feelings that they feel when they receive these touches. Anything else goes under the uh, umbrella of unsafe and harmful touches. So unsafe and harmful touches makes us feel unsafe, uncomfortable, sad, angry, and confused. I repeat that again. Unsafe and harmful touches makes us feel unsafe, uncomfortable, sad, angry, and confused. Mm. So anything that also makes you feel confused fall under the category of unsafe and harmful touches. And this uh, usually will come in with uh, everything else, lah. you know, mm. like getting kicked, ke, uh, getting punched, ke, mm-hmm. getting back on your faces. Ke. Yeah, so yeah. it's not all sexual in that sense. So okay. harmful touches can be if you're getting pinched or if you're getting smacked or something like that. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, so this safe and unsafe touches actually falls under the category of health and safety. Mm. So how you keep yourself safe and how you keep others safe, it's, it's the preliminary um, towards uh, talking about boundaries and consent. So mm. as your child grows older, you will start talking to them about and, and their understanding uh, becomes more mature. They are able to understand more. So the concepts becomes a little bit more complex and it will end up uh, in boundaries and consent. And uh, with older children, we will address um, intimate partner violence, gender-based violence, um, and, and et cetera, et cetera. Also laws around it in Malaysia. Yeah. I mean... I think we, we start teaching our children about body safety from a young age, like wear your seat belts, look left and right before you cross the street, you know, don't play with sharp objects and all that. But somehow I think parents avoid this talk about safe and unsafe touches because they think that it might be too, too difficult for a young person to understand. So can a child be too young to understand about safe and unsafe touches? I believe... Uh, that you should start as young as possible due to the fact that um, even when they are baby without them even uh, um, uh, having the vocabulary or even the under uh, the, the level of maturity to understand what you're saying it is for your own sake you as a parent need to start finding your voice and need to start finding your courage in speaking with your child about all this difficult and uncomfortable um, um, 
topics, right? Because it's you, the one who has all these reservations. You must understand that your child is uh, uh, going through all these developmental phases um, accordingly, uh, and you are setting the environment for them, including uh, what uh, knowledge they're exposed to, what information they have. So you start with them at a very young age, when you are bathing them, talk to them about their uh, body parts, name their body parts, make it a teachable moment. When they, when they, um, everything is a teachable moment. So uh, get in there, um, normalize these conversations, make sure that you are comfortable with it first. And, and, and then I'm very sure it will come naturally. Everything will fall into place as long as you feel safe and comfortable to talk about these topics with your children first. And remember, again, as I mentioned earlier, these topics are actually topics of health and safety. It's about their bodies. It's about how, what makes them feel safe and comfortable and what makes them being able to verbalize what is hurting them and what is causing them pain, especially the pain that we cannot see, right? Because we need to, uh, as parents, we're responsible to give that much care to our children and help them through, um, you know, maneuver the world. So how do you start this conversation then, uh, Aisha? Because I know a lot of parents, including myself, we feel... We don't know where to start. I mean, I'm not uncomfortable teaching my daughter anything. It's just that I don't know how to just oh, bring it up and, and, and just teach them. And then she'll be like, why are you telling me this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I understand. You can start at any age, but the best time to do it is when they are little babies. Like you are in your confinement and just go start immediately yes really they don't understand anything you need to familiarize um this conversation with yourself first right and then the babies uh whatever teachable moments that you have you just go in there um but when they will start to realize and understand what you're saying to them uh have have whatever script you have right Mm. just just go through with them um, um during the time that they are still unable to verbalize anything yet uh for your sake and for the children they will be able to pick it up um i think at the age of uh two um when we talk about body body parts and bodily autonomy and safety so you know you're not supposed to touch that you like you said just now we teach them body safety right and to we it's important to talk to them about the real names of the body parts um, so that they are able to let us know exactly where they feel the pain and exactly where they feel um, um, that they need to be treated, Mm. right? And you need to um, call it as it is. Um, So if it's a vulva, if it's a penis, if it's the testicles, if it's the mon pubis, um, so, and you need to start talking about the functions of their bodies, right? And so does that mean, okay, let's say you say in confinement, a baby, when we're, when we're changing the baby's diaper, for example, right. then you say, okay, mommy's going to take off your diaper now and I'm going to wipe you in your private area. Is that how you do it? Yes. And then you say, it is okay for me to do it. It is okay for your daddy to do it for you, but it is not okay for anyone else to do it because you matter a lot to us and you are very, very important. We are doing this to keep you clean and healthy and safe. And then when they get older and you said the bath during the, uh, when, you're take, when you're bathing them, what 
what script? <laughs> Maybe you have to write down a script or something. What do you tell them? So when they're when you are bathing them, uh, you talk again. Start with the body parts. Very good. This is your right hand. Very good. What do you usually use your right hand for? Um, the blah blah blah. And then this is your left hand. What do you usually use your left hand for? Okay. So we talk about functions, right? Mm-hmm. And then we go to your uh, vulva. This is your vulva. This is the outer part of, mm. of our uh, female genital. It's called the vulva. And so this is your vulva. And uh, you must remember that this is your vulva and your vulva is covered by your underwear. Always panties on whenever you're outside. So that's, then you talk about um, things, uh, the concept of privacy, mm. right? Um, so you start talking about this by introducing the concept of privacy. Um, your private parts are all the parts that you cover with your underwear, which is your panties and mm. also your camisole. For mm. example, if you're speaking to a girl child, if you're speaking to a boy child, then it's it's your underwear, mm. right? Mm. Um, so what are the functions of these body parts? Your genitals is for pee to come out and nothing else to come in. Again, let me repeat this. For pee to come out and nothing else to come in. Yes, it's as simple as that. So at a very young age, you tell them the specific scientific terms. You don't use the the baby cutesy kind of terms. I would advise, uh, I would advise against uh, using nicknames. Why Uh, though? Why? It is important that we understand our child and it is important that we remove the stigma and shame surrounding the names of these body parts. It is again for health and safety reasons. If they were to be with us, we would be uh, able to understand what cherry pot means. (laughs) That is her vagina, something is wrong with her vagina, right? But if she were to be outside and she'll be screaming to her kindergarten teacher saying that, a bird went into my, my, my cherry pot. People will not be able to take her seriously. They will immediately say, why are you crying? Why are you acting crazy? Do you need me to call your mom? Would you want your mom to be stressed with you? You know, she's at work. So it will put more stress onto the child and more confusion, not just for her, but for everyone around her who's supposed to be giving her help because she's unable she doesn't have the vocabulary and skills to ask for help properly. So empower them with the right names of the genitals because you are helping to keep them safe and healthy. And also to avoid miscommunication in a way. That is the most important, yes, to avoid yeah. miscommunication. Okay. So besides explaining to them their body functions and what should and should not be done, mm-hmm. what is the best, method i guess to to teach them about safe and unsafe touches that's a very good question i would say uh of course you would need to understand how your children are first and nobody knows your children best uh, uh you know apart from you guys your um your well you're the parents right and you know uh where your children are um uh, how old they are and how they are developmental wise what are the things that they might be able to understand or um, comprehend mm. right and what kind of skill sets that they have what kind of um, interests they have 
tap in onto that, use your parental instincts, but also engage in a communication uh, strategy with them. This communication strategies are the stuff that you learn in office, um, but you can also apply it with, with your children. So ask good questions um, and make sure that you have, you set the right tone. You set the right tone to have open and respectful conversations around these topics, especially their bodies. Um, so you need to be very calm. You need to educate yourself first and then initiate. It could be as simple as they came home crying uh, from, from school, right? And, and um, you're like, oh, why are you crying? Are you okay? Would you want me to give you a hug? Uh, of course, you need to ask for consent. Would you want me to give you a hug? And said, no. And then she stormed into her room and then she uh, shut the door behind her. And then you came out and knocked on her door. And then she's like, mommy, I'm ready to talk to you right now. Okay, but give me a second. And then she opened the door and go like, okay, there's two of you are sitting down. What happened? Tell me. Um, then, and then she say, oh, someone was making fun of me uh, because I wasn't wearing a camisole in school, right? Um, um, they are saying that can see my nipples through um, because it was, uh, I don't know why, not everyone needs to wear a camisole. Do I need to wear a camisole? That kind of thing. So there's a different, different things, everyday uh, items mm -hmm. or even everyday teachable moments. You just need to like spot this. Even uh, items of clothing, stories about their friends, stories about the things that they see on TV. For example, you guys are both watching Hey Dagi, right? Okay, what do you feel about that? Can you please tell me what do you, how do you feel about that? Why do you think that way? Oh, that's very interesting. Where did you learn that? Mommy wants to know. Oh my God, you're so clever. You're so smart. Because we are the natural cheerleaders for our kids, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, that's everything and anything just start and engage with that conversation ask wh where they found out about this why do they feel that way then you are able to um plug in uh the the messages that you actually want to talk about always always plug in family values this is very important um family very sorry let me repeat that again. Family values are very, very important in a child's um, uh, developmental growth uh, mentally and not just mentally, but also physically. What is safe and unsafe for them? It starts with introducing family values. That's how you, you also introduce them to boundaries, you know, um, but it's more under religious, family, religious and cultural values. Mm. But it is up to you to make sure that they are resilient uh, and they are aware of their uh, heritage by talking to them about about your family values and what's important for them. You know, yeah. You know, culturally, I mean, as Asians, we always want our children to respect the elders, right? Yes. And I've seen this happen before. Like parents would force their children to hug or, you know, to salam. Peace, uh, or salam another person, yeah. uh, uh, an elder in the family because it's respectful. Mm. Right. So how do we, but, but it might be something that they are uncomfortable with. Yes. So how do we balance that? We want them to be respectful, but we also want to respect their wishes and their comfort level. Yes. This, I love this question. <laughs> this pandemic had helped us. We don't need to. <laughs> Sorry, SOP. <laughs> In a way, 
that's uh yeah it's already helped us you know yeah. um also you you need to uh establish the fact that um your you and the uh, your child this relationship we need to establish the fact that it is so important not just for you it is also important for him or her right for your baby uh and to make sure that she or he feels important dela let's use the pronoun mm. they to to make sure that they feel important you need to become their advocate right so you need to start asking them uh even bef- uh, perhaps in front of the elders uh before they uh, hug and kiss or whichever you need to start doing it for example when you get into your mom's house and go hi mom and you w- will ask your mom first can i give you a hug and then your mom will go of course so you normalize that conversation asking for permission um and uh get all of your extended family members involved because whatever messages that you want to give to your children if it's not reinforced by your extended uh, extended family members uh trust me you have uh, a war <laughs> because a lot of people have different different um opinions on how to raise a child right yeah. but you need to get that support so make that happen for you first before you can actually um uh, make sure that so, yeah set it up for your children Uh, oh that's interesting like asking someone for permission for a hug. Yes, cuz cuz that that rarely happens in our household. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean I am guilty of like when my mother-in-law buys my my kids something I'll say I'll oh, give give mama a hug, you know? Give uh, her a hug. And I don't know whether they want to and i don't know whether she wants a hug you know I, yeah so you need to make that little tweak by saying would you want to give how would you want to uh, show your thanks to mama mm. uh, would you want to give her a hug would you want to high five her would you want to go out for a walk with her so engage more um and then eventually everyone will know that it's normal normalize it right yeah. and um it will just become second nature and that Ladies and gentlemen is the prelim- preliminary uh, setting um towards talking about consent because the issue is in Malaysia um a lot of people don't know that uh, children under the age of 16 are not able to give consent this is something that i also uh, need to advocate for if we want to like raise the min- the age of consent because the definition of children uh, according to the united nation declaration um Uh, sorry a convention of the rights of the child children are anybody who is below the age of 18 so we're missing 2 years yeah under the consent rule in malaysia mm. Mm. okay interesting now okay now aisha let's go through a situation here maybe some parents can relate better if we if we put a situation in this right let's say your primary school age daughter she is playing with an older male cousin Mm. um perhaps he's in his teen or older mm-hmm. um and out of care you know with no malicious intent he just starts stroking her hair or her arms uh or maybe they're playing a game which requires him to like hug her from behind and swing her up in the air or something like that right yeah. 
she doesn't think that it's unsafe or uncomfortable. She doesn't feel uh, confused. Um, Is that also considered inappropriate or unsafe touch? We would need to... Okay, so let's say the child, the girl is eight eight years old. And um, to start, I think... I would actually say this. Uh, this is a norm. It's considered as something I would say that had happened a lot of times in many households. Yes. Uh, I know that it happened in my own household. Uh, whenever, especially whenever the family gets together, and parents will be busy uh, and not being able to uh, uh, to tend to their children uh, all the time because they're busy either cooking or talking or uh, attending to their elders and you feel like you are in a safe space and you feel that you trust trust everyone and uh, hoping that people will take care of your uh, children for you. Mm. So uh, again, talking about safe and unsafe touches before uh, this would actually prevent these kind of situations. It will be easier for you to kind of have that conversation with your children because this is where you can start talking to them about um, how sometimes, uh, you know, the safe, this safe and unsafe touches, um, not sometimes, actually, safe and unsafe touches can be made by anyone. Sometimes you as parent also can do that to them mm. without unknowingly, right? For example, when you hold them too tightly, right? And they just be quiet because they don't want you to feel bad or anything, but you need to uh, let them know, encourage them to tell you, you know, does this feel comfortable? Does this feel safe? How is it making you feel? Always check in, always check in with them. But yeah, to- because I mean, going back to your definition of safe, let's say a safe touch, right? It makes it, her feel safe. It makes her feel happy. And she feels like she's cared for, comfortable. So if an older cousin is playing with me and I feel all those things, it's not an unsafe touch. But is- I guess if you see that happen, you feel slightly, as a parent, maybe you, you feel slightly like unnerved Un- by it. Yeah, uneasy. Yeah, you can ask your child. Uh, really, like have that conversation with her uh, and uh, engage with her and 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 ask and- her what. Sorry. How how do I ask her? Okay, so usually I said, "Hey, what are you guys playing uh, just now? I saw you mm. and uh, Coco playing just now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was hugging you from behind. And da-da. you guys look like you guys were having a lot of fun. Um, can I ask what game were you playing? And then you have that." Uh, chat and it's like okay how does that make you feel um uh when he uh, touches your hair when he touches your shoulders when he gives you a hug you know and then um and she say oh i feel okay i feel okay i feel okay okay i want to ask you uh if you uh have had this happen before you know did it happen when you were at what age did it start you know um mm-hmm. And uh, how did you feel back then? And I want to know if it feels any different now. Mm. Um, and then you can talk about how they might feel in the future. Mm. Uh, if someone um, that they don't know were to do that to them, how would mm. they feel? Mm. Uh, so give 
different uh, scenarios and different examples. Okay. And um, so you can gauge their level of comfort and then you can advise them saying, okay, let's talk about consent. So your body belongs only to you and nobody else's. And you can, you are, how you take care of it is to make sure that everyone knows what you are comfortable with and what you feel safe with. And also, don't forget, you also need to tell them if you feel uncomfortable and unsafe because people cannot read your mind, darling. Yeah. So you need to be able to have this vocabulary and then you develop the skills, mm. right? So okay. you talk to them about consent. Uh, you talk to them about boundaries. There are three different types of boundaries, right? Uh, which are unhealthy. The healthy boundary is just nice. You know, it's not too tightly wound. It is not too um, um, loose. Right. So the three types of unhealthy boundaries are the one that is rigid, which is like a wall. There's just no uh, space at all for, for uh, herself or other people to maneuver. Just don't touch me. That's it. Fine. Mm, right. Mm. Or it is um, um, porous. You know, it's just uh, unsure. There's a lot of ambiguous uh, uncertainty uh, and they have no uh, place to actually refer to you know, when they need uh, assistance or trying to find clarification or understanding of what's happening, how they are feeling and why mm -hmm. they're feeling that way. And the last one is non-existence. Non-existent is anything goes. Your friend, my friend also. My house, <laughs> your house also. Welcome. Yeah, let's have fun, you know. So, yes. And we have to set these boundaries for them or they have to find their own Negotiate. boundaries. Negotiate. Because these are teachable moments, not just for your child, but it's also for you to be able to understand where your child stands and be able to know what else as a parent you need to do um, to continuously provide your child with the care that they need, mm -hmm. right? Because again, like you said, it's nothing malicious and really innocent, perhaps until they're 21, mm -hmm. You know, uh, because some people are just innocent that way, right? In mm. order to keep them innocent and to keep them safe, to protect them, you need to talk to them about safe and unsafe touches. Start young, start as soon as possible. That's how you keep them protected. Okay, how about if, in like, let's get back to that situation earlier with the, with the primary right. school girl and the cousin playing. Okay. What? If the parents see something like that happen, um, do you do you sort of talk to her straight away, or do you wait till there's a there's a suitable moment? And also, should we also talk to the older cousin? Very good question. Yeah, wait until a suitable moment. But if you feel that you see it's going okay, this is my boundaries are crossed. This is my child. I yeah. need to set in now. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, but do it as cool and as calm as a gazelle you just go hey can i play yes that would yeah. um uh help them go through life <laughs> <laughs> they get the cousin oh swing me around yes see if you can carry me yeah that's a challenge for you yeah so make yeah. fun if you feel awkward and you feel uncomfortable you need to uh, break through that as well um like you said if there's no malicious intention, it would just be great fun for everyone, really. Yeah. Okay. Um, so again, it's not just your child who's, uh, who, who needs to go through all this awkwardness, shyness. We need to remove the shame and stigma from ourselves first too. 
Right. Okay. Actually, you know, if you don't mind me asking, also because it's not just mainly for girls. I mean, some boys also they need to. We we need to change how things work because when I I remember when I was a boy, a young boy, that sounded so wrong. I remember when I was a young boy, and uh, if we're trained in sports or whatever it is, and we do something wrong, uh, the coach would smack us in on, on the bum or something. Right? You're not yeah. supposed to do this and whatnot. We may not like it. And we feel like, hey, this guy has crossed my boundaries. But then the thing is, everybody else is everybody else is doing it. Should I consider it to be okay, or should I tell my parents about it? How should we now, as parents, teach our kids that is that okay if your coach does that to you, or at what point is that not okay anymore? This is the thing about boys. Uh, that's actually no, not just about boys, but this is very good of you to highlight the situation, um, JD. Thank you. Um, it happens to a lot of children. Children are afraid to, to stand up and stand out, right? They all want to be the same. So if they look at everyone else going, oh, we're okay with this, they will also join the club. Mm. And, and, and they would advocate for it. But it's fine, you know, like my friend says it's okay. So that's why everyone's doing it. And that's why all these um, um, weird uh, viral habits uh, got popular, right? Um, so that you feel belonged. <laughs> Sorry. So that you will feel that you belong. Mm. So to answer your question, um, as parents, you when you see something like that happen, uh, on the way home, you can discuss about, you know, how was your day? How did you feel uh, everything go today? Uh, what would you have done better? Uh, did anyone hurt you today? Uh, I want to ask you, uh, you know, like, what do you usually do um, during the thing? What kind of touches, you know, like high five, and then we got and then we got like belly bump, and then, but, uh, and then sometimes, you know, my, my uh, coach would, smack me on my bum, um, you know, and then you ask them if they feel comfortable about it and talk to it, uh, talk to them about it and then um, make them realize, because sometimes they don't realize uh, that it is uncomfortable for them. Um, so make them realize, but if they're okay with it uh, and they see nothing wrong with it because they feel okay about it, not because of everyone else uh, or anyone else, um, then you can, as a parent, uh, have a discussion with the coach yourself uh, because this is something that you feel that you must address. So advocate for yourself as well. Speak up. Mm. Okay. Uh, go, to, go to the coach and go, uh, I saw this uh, and I remember as a, a child, uh, this also happened to me. Um, open up. Have that open and respectful conversation. You know, like we're all adults <laughs> here. Bless you. Uh, and we want to be able to talk about these things. Um, so yeah, and, and ask them, ask the coach, what would be a better solution? Negotiate with them. Uh, and you need to address that, that issue that you had when you were younger too. And this is your way of speaking up against it and uh, to find peace mm. with your child self <laughs> yeah because But, uh, to okay, be honest yeah. uh, being smacked on the bum now i think about it back when i was a kid it was completely fine because everyone yeah. everybody went through it right but it's a different world now is are we more sensitive are the kids less 
able to handle being disciplined or something like that. I always wonder about things like that, you know? Yeah, that's, but, but really, this is where family values come in very, very strongly. The reason why we educate our children is because we want to uh, create um, this resilience in them and this confidence in them. Not the kind of confidence or resilience that we don't have, but their own type of resilience and their own type of confidence because you and your child are two separate individuals, right? So, yeah. You okay. need to step up, advocate, seriously. So, for example, like a coach or, or someone respected mm. uh, did something to your child, how would you advise them to react then? Should they say no, like to the coach, like if they feel uncomfortable being smacked in the bum, you know, for doing something wrong, they can't go and tell the coach, says, I don't want you to do that anymore, you know? Well, it depends. <laughs> I know a lot of kids would do that immediately. Really? Okay. Why are you touching my bum? This is my bum. Hello? And you're doing okay. it in public. Hello? So we, in school, we actually uh, encourage children to just scream and shout whenever they, really, whenever they feel unsafe and uncomfortable and their parents are not around for them to go to and ask for help, you know, the immediate thing that you can do is to get your friend's attention and your friends to back you up, right? Because you, if you don't advocate for yourself, nobody else will be able to help you, you mm. know? And by the time that you get to your parents, it might be a little bit too late and, and, and you will have to suffer uh, uh, these feelings by yourself um, for quite some time. And by the time that you get to your parents, sometimes all you want to do is just cry and you even forgotten what really happened because you're just so overwhelmed with this 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 emotions. You're mm. a child, right? Mm. Um, and then tomorrow morning, you forgot already. You know. So okay. I think the, so. So, what, so the, we have to yeah. get. So they have to scream it out. They have to say exactly as it is at that time. As it is at that time, uh, adults will learn how to behave better around children. Also, after that, um, they if they don't know then you know that those adults don't belong in the safe environment that you have created for your child. So in a way, you're telling the kid to shame the adult. It's not shaming. You need to provide them with the right vocabulary and skills on how to do it. Yeah, but of the thing course, is, if it's in public, I mean, let's say you're, you're teaching football and the coach doesn't know any better. Let's say he's really old school. And then this kid starts yelling and then he's like, he touched me inappropriately you, because you taught him how to say these words, you touched me inappropriately. He did not, but then you just basically out and out shamed him in front of all the other parents and in front of all the other kids in a way, doesn't it? It is not. I don't consider it as shaming uh, because you are calling out what what he did and you are uh, telling uh, him uh, because first of all, he was smacking the kid's bum in front of everyone, right? Um, and, and of course, maybe it was done playfully without any malice, um, but the, the kid feels unsafe and go like, hey, don't do that. Or, hey, I don't like it when you do that. Or, excuse me, can you please stop doing that? I feel unsafe and uncomfortable every time you do that. Um, and, being, and, and, and other kids or parents who would be watching would be able to give the right support to the child and also help the coach to manage this situation and manage his feelings as yeah. well. 
right? I think it, when when a child says that to a coach, maybe he he didn't he never realized that he, what he's doing will will be uncomfortable to anyone. You know, he just thought that it's just okay. And as a I coach, always do this to everyone, and nobody ever complains. So he just yeah. keeps doing it. Shouldn't parents yeah. actually just go quietly to the coach and say, you know what, you've been, we've seen that you've been doing this. We just feel it's inappropriate. Can you stop doing that? Isn't that a better approach? Well, I really believe that we need to empower our children because, again, uh, this is our children's experiences, right? So if they feel that it is un- unsafe and uncomfortable, they you should go with them so that they can. You empower them and enable them uh, for them to educate th- this adult on what mm. is what feels safe and unsafe for him or her. Mm. Um, and that's how... I would believe I would do it. Uh, okay. I would go with my child together and 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 make sure that my child uh, expresses themselves to this coach. Um, yes, and and being there as the support, I think is very very important because again, this is your child's experience. Um, hence, we need to uh, to create confidence and resilience, uh, and we need to support them to be able to let their voice be heard. Okay. Now, uh, we did talk about uh, safe and unsafe touches in, in, in the terms of like hitting and pushing and punching and pitching as well. And you said that this should be first. We should teach this first even before the appropriate or inappropriate touches. That is very true. That is why we call it safe and and caring touches and unsafe and harmful touches. So we can uh, make it into a game, list down every single thing that you feel uh, would constitute under your law as uh, unsafe and harmful touches. So then they will say la pinching, kicking, uh, punching, which is regular. And then you can have a discussion pula saying, okay, if this was done by your mom, would you still feel unsafe? uncomfortable if this is done by your dad would you still feel unsafe and uncomfortable so you need to engage with them and see what is safe and and unsafe for them uh and this actually changes gradually as they grow older of course um but yes you may have that engagement turn it into a game turn it into something an activity that you can do as a matter of fact we do have uh on our uh platform a shop we have a shopping platform um there's this activity sheets um, uh, that you guys can uh, download and, uh, and and use to have to initiate those conversations with, mm-hmm. with your children. But this is more on puberty. Mm-hmm. We are starting with puberty first and uh, we have four more coming. Um, so one of it will be uh, talking specifically on safe and unsafe touches and it will be all the way up till boundaries. Interesting. Now, uh, Aisha, lastly... Any last words or advice you would give to parents about teaching their children about body safety? Remember that it starts with you. Uh, I believe that we all have our uh, work that we need to do with our emotions, with our feelings. You need to get yourself educated first and you need to uh, work with yourself first on, on uh, being awkward and shy and uncomfortable about talking about all these things. You need to understand where did that come from and address those feelings before you take that step 
um, to provide uh, that knowledge for your own children authentically. Because we don't want to transfer that awkwardness and shyness over to our children as well and just keep everything under the rug. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Aisha.